0: This is the Local Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Flayhive. Today I'm joined by a buddy of mine who owns a gym out in Westchester, Pennsylvania, Devin Gage. Devin, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, Connor. Absolutely, man. So we've probably known each other what six, seven, eight years. Yeah, seven, probably eight years. Has it been the best eight years of your entire life knowing me? I've uh, taught you a lot over the years. So I uh, do <laughs> yeah, that. Actually, Devin is uh, there's a lawsuit going on still for stealing, stealing <laughs> taglines and, and, uh, spray painting them on your wall and and gluing on your floor, We did steal your tagline. We'll you'll be that. hearing from my lawyer. You'll be hearing from my <laughs> lawyer. Um, but Devin actually owns a, an awesome gym. Uh, it's called gauge strength training. Um, he does a lot of the same things that we do at Flay Hives. He, he does a lot of small group personal training, uh, some large group classes. You still do classes, don't you?
1: Yeah. We do small group personal training, uh, adult, large group classes. We do middle school, high school kids, uh, speed training, everything like that.
0: That's awesome. And and when we joined that group probably eight years ago, I mean, we were super young. I think we, we were like, are you right around, what are you, 34, 35? Uh, 33. 33. Same. Me too. Um, so we probably joined like when we were 24, 25 years old and we were young in the industry and um kind of just starting out and you know no real business no real gym and so we've you know we've been able to see each other kind of come a long way and so it's been really good to see what he does and he does things the right way so that's why i wanted to bring him on um and one of the things that i think he does and talks about a lot is habit change am i correct with that devin
1: yeah yep habit behavior change um things like that
0: and where why is it that you kind of fell into that and started to study that because i know you put a lot of time into studying it
1: yeah i mean i work with clients i'm sure just like you every day adult adult fitness typically um, where they're trying to change their diet they're trying to you know get into the habit of exercise and you know just giving them the the facts and the nuts and bolts of how to eat better or what to eat is never you know it's never effective you really have to dig in and learn the habits that you have and just go to that deeper level of behavior change. Um, And that's the only way that you're really going to make any changes. Everybody knows what to do. They just have no idea. They they are unable to integrate it into their lives. So that's, that's really where I started doing my own research. And my, actually my degree, I have a minor in psychology and I kind of had that like background in that. You got a fire alarm going on? That was my truck. Sorry,
0: um, you just screwed up the entire podcast. <laughs> um, so, is it something that you going along and you were working with clients and you know you were doing all the right things in the gym and and getting they were getting great workouts and they were getting um, they were making some they were seeing some results but not to the point where you were happy with it and also they weren't happy with it. So it's kind of something that you really dove into just because it was something that wasn't quite clicking for you, for your clients?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, we were seeing the same exact patterns over and over. I would sit down with somebody and say, Hey, here's what you should be eating. Here's how you can do it. They would come back, you know, six weeks later and it's the exact same thing. Um, And it really like, it comes down to habits, right? So habits fall into this loop of like, So the more we do something, the more deeply ingrained that behavior or that uh, circumstance ingrains into that behavior, right? So like everything we do is habitual, like everything, when we walk into our house, we put our keys on the one hook, Um, you know, when we drive home, we habitually take that route. I mean, how many people have like driven home and been like, holy like i don't even know how i, I got
0: swear. home you could like, swear
1: you could swear I, I, I saw a holy story. shit like I, I didn't even know like I, you didn't even think about it because that that's the habitual the brain goes into kind of um you know the brain goes on autopilot so it doesn't even realize what it's doing and that's like a survival mechanism in that sense but uh <laughs> what's up guys All kinds of crazy stuff happening here yeah. but the brain kind of goes on autopilot locked in a
0: room because my kids won't leave me
1: alone When we do something enough times, our brain learns how to go on autopilot so we can focus on other things that aren't as habitual. Um, So, you know, I just moved into a new house and there was like five or six times where I drove to my old house because I was so habitual about it. And it, you know, that happens with our, the way we eat, the way we, you know, go to the gym, all of that falls back onto habits. So I guess that's my next question is, When
0: someone, let's use kind of two different examples. When someone is struggling to be consistent coming into the gym and getting their workouts, can you reverse engineer how you might help them be more consistent with that and and fix that problem to where it becomes more of a habitual thing?
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you this example. So a lot of people come and they join my gym and I'm sure yours and they say, I want to get into the habit of going to the gym. I want to make the gym a habit. And the truth is you're never going to make, so a habit in the, in the truest context or so the truest definition is something that is completely non-conscious, it's something that you do without even thinking. Going to the gym is never going to be non-conscious, right? There are so many things that have to happen for you to get to the gym that it's impossible to make it a true habit but what you can do is you can like really take some of the small little things that you need to go to the gym. For example, like uh, having your gym bag in your car, right? That's a, that's a habit that you can make, bringing your gym bag into the car or putting your sneakers on first thing in the morning. Um, those li- really little things that create momentum towards the bigger outcome is where you really want to focus. Um, and really, like, let me give you the anatomy of a habit. Um, and I can talk to you about how it all kind of shakes out. So, habits are, are, there's what's called a habit loop is three different things. There's the cue, so the environmental trigger that makes us want to do something, right? There's the routine, that's the actual habit, right? And then there's the reward. So, we're always moving towards a reward or some reason yeah. that feels good or pleasurable or moves us away from pain that we're that uh rewards us for that routine okay so if you're gonna incorporate the gym into your life you have to come up with a trigger that's gonna trigger that you have to come up with your routine and you also have to come up with a reward that's satisfying enough um and like the gym for example it's so it's hard to attach that reward to going to the gym because there's so many little steps in between.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, um, so again, you would want to chunk that down into what is like the one little habit that creates the momentum to lead you to the gym.
0: So it's a, it's it's kind of like removing with the small examples that you gave of, of having your gym bag in the car, having, uh, you know, putting your shoes on right away. It's kind of removing as many barriers right. as possible, and just making it as easy as possible for you to execute the task, right? Like, because yeah. a lot of a lot of times, you know, I've heard this in the past. Of, you know, you wake up in the morning, let's say five a.m., and you're and you're going to get ready to go for a five thirty a.m. workout, and you hit the snooze button once, and you're like, ah, should I get out of bed? Do I do I want to do this? Um, and what people <clears throat> talk about is like. Okay, hey, I'm gonna get out of bed and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna put my gym clothes on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get dressed, and if I don't feel like going, then I'll get back in bed. You know, and then once you, once you start that, and once you get going with that, and you put your gym clothes on, it's like you removed a barrier, and now, hey, let's just go to the gym.
1: Well, and there's also that. So wearing your gym clothes is a cue, right? It's an environmental trigger that is like puts you in gym mode. Yeah. So, like, let's talk food, right? So food is always like a really big habit thing so imagine you've got a bad habit of like having a glass of wine at dinner every night so every time that you sit down at dinner that cue that like sitting down at the dinner table if you have poured a glass of wine every night for the last six years you were going to crave that glass of wine because your brain associates yeah dinner time with a glass of wine right yeah. so that has become a habit and a lot of times people without even thinking about it are like halfway through their glass and like oh my god i like really didn't even want to do this but i i'm already doing it yeah and then the reward is obviously the reward of you know relaxation you know whatever they get from drinking the glass of wine um and you know food is like the easiest thing to talk, talk about in terms of habits. um so what you have to realize is like the cue. So there's those three phases, cue routine reward. The cue is never going to go away, right? You're never not going to sit down at dinner. You're never not going to open your pantry and see the chips that you have a habit of grabbing. Yeah. Those cues are probably never going to go away and the reward is still going to be there. Like you're, you're getting rewarded when you have a glass of wine for whatever reason you are, getting rewarded when you eat junk food because it is comforting and you feel good when you eat it. So since the cue and the reward are never going to go away, you have to choose a new habit that you can put that's going to give you the same reward. All right. So let's say the cue is sitting down at dinner. You, you crave wine. What is a habit that you can replace with that's going to give you the same reward as a glass of wine? All right. So I'll give you an example. Like, I'm, this wasn't even planned, but so I've been drinking these um, hop flavored seltzers that um, there's tons of different varieties, but basically it tastes like a beer, it tastes like an IPA. So for a long time, like I was having a beer at the end of my night and I started gaining weight. Yeah. But I was just like so ingrained in that habit. So I replaced that habit with this hop flavored seltzer um, that. Cracking it, it gives me the same like feeling of being able to sip something that tastes good and relaxing and feeling the exact same way without the negative side of alcohol and the extra calories. So you want to think of like a routine that you can drop in to take place of your habit you want to change and gives you the same reward. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'll give you this example. I created this analogy called like what I call the river method. Um, And it's basically like, if you think of a river that leads to a body of water, that is any habit, right? The flowing water is your thoughts and the day-to-day things that pop up, right? They're going to keep flowing through your mind and through your life. When you walk from, or you go from, you know, putting your feet on the floor in the morning to your drive to work, there are so many things that are happening that are non-conscious. There's food in front of you. There's, you know, Convenience stores, fast food that you drive by. um, All those things are going to go and they lead to a certain behavior. So we have the, the trigger, which is the flowing water and the behavior, which is the body of water that it leads to. So if we have a habit, that water has flowed so long into that behavior, that body of water. You've done that thing so many times. It's so deeply ingrained in your life right? That water flows there because it's a deep trench of routine. So if you want to change the direction of flowing water, what do you have to do? Right? So if you wanted to redirect a river, what's the first thing that you would have to do? Put a dam and stop the flow of water. That's right. So yeah! open- I'm a genius. So, so again, let's say like drinking a glass of wine at night. So let's say you want to change that behavior. Every time you sit down, you crave it. So let's put a dam in it. Get rid of the wine from your house, or put it somewhere super inconvenient, right? You're kind of building a dam. Now, you can't I had just- no idea where you were going with this, and I, I, and I like where we're
0: at right now. That makes a lot yeah. of sense.
1: Um, so what the problem with building a dam is, eventually, the water's got to go somewhere, so the dam's going to break. Right. So that's what people find when they try to just completely restrict, like getting rid of it all and they go on these crash diets or really limit themselves and restrict. They just, they eventually like go crazy and, you know, binge or whatever. Yeah. So you have to like redirect the water to a new outcome. And that's what I say, like having a new routine to put in their place. So imagine you really were digging it, you know, you were redirecting water, you'd have to dig a trench. All right. You want to choose the new place that you want to send that water to, the new lake, the new whatever. Um, and you got to start digging the trench. All right. So every time you dig or every t- time you do that new behavior is like drink- digging a, tr- a part of that trench. Yeah. And every time that you do it, so let's say you commit to 30 days of this one thing, every time you do that, you dig it a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. Right water is always going to go towards the deeper trench so yeah. you've got to do it enough times that it really digs a deep enough trench that it becomes the natural flow of the water and that's really what you can do um and the reason i like this analogy is because a lot like digging a trench it does take work right it doesn't happen naturally it does take like a really committed focused and dedicated effort to Committing to that change. Yeah. Um, so it's another reason I, I like people only focusing on one habit at a time. So don't try to change everything in your life, right? It's like trying to dig, you know, an inch deep in 10 different paths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Commit to one thing at a time till it gets deep enough. That's the natural path of that behavior. Um, and then you can move on. All right. But it does take a serious committed effort to one thing at a time
0: I know I'm gonna get this question how long do you often see that habit I I, I'm sure it really depends on the habit and how how much it's ingrained but for something like the wine or um something that you know I've had a conversation with some of my, my members is that you know they their trigger is on the way home that they often stop at that fast food place or that you know, that restaurant, because it's just something that they've done for so long. How how long do you see that that can be worked out to where that natural flow of water is something different?
1: So like you said, it it varies depending on it. Um, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits, and he talks a lot about this, but it's more about repetition than time. Like how many repetitions you can get. So you know let's say you do it really well for a week but you have a couple bad days where you do stop and then you pick it back up um just remembering that it's about repetition versus you have to do it for 6 weeks straight or something cuz yeah that's yeah. another psychological thing where if you do fall off track or you do you know have quote unquote a mistake or a bad bad day people are willing to throw in the towel because they think I just blew four weeks of you know, effort when really it's more repetition. So they can remind themselves that, um, Hey, even if I had this bad day tomorrow, I'm right back on track. I'm still chipping away at it. So, you know, I, I would say if you committed to 30 days, that's a very, very serious dent in that, in that behavior change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, what you just touched upon is something that we are really focusing on right now. And we actually just finished a, uh, a, we did a Memorial Day meltdown internally for our members. And that was the one big thing that we talked about was where you have one bad meal or one bad day. A lot of people just completely throw in the towel and say, Hey, I screwed up. We're trying to change that thinking. It's like, I was reading um, something uh, last week of, Hey, if you have one bad test in school, it's not like you're completely saying, Hey, screw it. I, I failed this test. So there's no way I'm going to ever pass any of my classes. So I'm just going to stop going to school.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's,
0: that's the mindset that people have with, with changing a habit, healthier habits, diet, anything like that, where one slip up it's, Hey, well, I had pizza on Friday night, so I might as well just, you know, go off the rails this weekend. Then I'll get back on track on Monday.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's that's a serious uh, issue with a lot of people. you know it's like this all or nothing mentality. Yeah, so you're doing a good job of teaching them that, like, hey, even if you fall off track, like the next decision can put you right back on track.
0: Yeah, And I really like the idea of the repetitions versus actual time. I think that helps a lot of people. and knowing that, you know the eighteen days that they just previously were on track, is more important than that one little slip up and we might as well get right back on track after that one little slip up. So that's, Hey man, you're really smart. That's why I brought you on. <laughs> Thank you. That's that, that analogy with the river, man. I really, really like that. And I'm probably going to steal it just like you stole my tagline.
1: feel free, man. That's what it's
0: all about. Um. Okay. Is that, does that kind of tie a bow on the, uh, on the habit stuff for you? Is there anything else that you want to talk about with it? Cause I no, know, I mean, I would- as far as,
1: um, you know, the most important thing with changing a habit is first identifying the habit and uh, identifying the anatomy of it. So identifying what the trigger is that makes you you know, want to do the behavior. What exactly is the behavior and what is the reward that you're getting? And then you can really make intelligent changes to it. You can really understand what's happening and what you need to change. But I would encourage anybody to take time and sit down and like, just examine whatever habit they want to change and commit to it.
0: That's really good. That's awesome. All right. You have a couple of minutes. I'm going to throw some quick hitters at you really not yeah. quick hitters, but let's do it. I'm going to give you a scenario. Hey, I am not in good enough shape to start your gym. So I'm going to work out for a little bit or do something and then work up to your gym. Do you ever get that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, somebody just starting out, I would say, just show up. Like the hardest thing is getting, getting, integrating, you know, joint going into a gym into your lifestyle. And I'm sure you see this, but we see people that are, they have a huge mental game where they are intimidated. They're nervous. They, they are so afraid of being embarrassed or failing that it almost like cripple cripples them. And again, that, ties into the brain associating gym with failure or not good enough or embarrassment or previous, whatever history they have there. So just show up one of the things I tell people that really, really struggle to come to the gym is every day for the next 30 days. I want you to just drive to the gym, like sit in the parking lot if you want, or even just walk in the door and don't do anything. Just get here every day for 30 days um and the more you do that like how walk it's not an embarrassing situation or they fail at something and it's a really welcoming and kind environment they're going to completely rewire their brain and association with gyms um so that's the first thing is just show up every day um no matter if you're doing anything or not just show up yeah trust um, trust that they know what they're doing and trust that they're not going to set you up for failure. Yeah, so we get a lot of people that are like, I could never do that and I don't want to get hurt. And I, you know, things like that. I'm like, you really think I want to hurt you? Yeah. That's not going to be very good for my business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like failing and everything and getting yourself hurt, like that's like the worst thing for <laughs> that we could do. We don't want that just as much as you. Um, well, like you said, I, th- I think.
0: I think the gym industry, and I've talked about this before, has failed so miserably, and has been has set so many mental blocks for people because, you know, they've had such a terrible experience, either with a personal trainer, or joining a gym or whatever, where they either, you know, gotten embarrassed or gotten hurt, or just were in a situation where it was it literally set them up for failure. So I think that you know, gyms like ours are realize that, Hey, we're not here to make you look stupid or to, you know, throw you into a situation where it's not the best fit for you. Like we're going to work our asses off to make it to where you're going to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. One more quick hitter. If someone has oh. been, has been working out and seeing results and they want to take it up a notch, What's one thing that you're looking to do?
1: So are we talking like a uh, fat loss client? Uh, yeah. 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 Let's do fat loss. That's easy. So one thing I tell clients to do that is like, you have to do this every at minimum six months, but if you can do this every two to four, two to three months is perfect. Um, commit to doing a week of tracking everything that you need and like, like weigh it out, you know, track it every ounce of food that you eat. If you eat a handful of almonds, I want to know the exact weight of that. Um, Because, you know, you may start and start losing weight and you know what you're eating and you're following a plan, but here's the problem. We live in America and serving sizes around us are so big everywhere that we go that it skews our own perception of what we eat. So when we sit down at our own dinner table and we look at our food and we're like, that doesn't look right, that looks too small, right? Even though that's what you should be eating, you're like, everyone else's looks so much bigger. It makes mine look so much smaller. So yeah, um, they end up like slowly growing and growing without us really even realizing. Um, So just recalibrate, get that, you know, reset exactly how many calories you're eating and know exactly what's happening. Cause I guarantee every time you do it, every like three months, you're going to be shocked and you're gonna be like, Oh wow, this must've creeped up. You know? Yeah. That's a
0: really good point. Um, all right, man. What was supposed to be about a 20 minute podcast took about 45 minutes just because of my internet connection, but I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you want to close us out with? Um,
1: yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. I hope this is helpful. Uh, you know, it's inspiring to me what you're doing for your members. So maybe I'll have to do this for mine and bring you on. There you go, man. I appreciate it. Um, you guys,
0: uh, it's Gage Strength Training on Facebook, right? On Facebook, they put out a, and, and on Instagram, is it still Gage Strength Training? Yep, that's it. They put out a ton of great content. And as you as you saw, and with Devin's uh, tips and, and talk about habit, he has taken a really deep dive into habit stuff. And I know that it was going to be um, really great for you guys to hear what he had to say. And he, he puts out content like that all the time. So follow Gage Strength Training on, on all social media. And Devin, thanks a lot for coming on, brother. I appreciate it, man.
1: I appreciate you, man. I appreciate having me on.